It is Thursday, November 19th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy whose future consists of elevated levels of tryptophan, J.P. Shatrick. We are a week away from Turkey Day. Welcome in. Jaguars happy hour on this Thursday afternoon as the Jaguars get ready to host the Pittsburgh Steelers in week 11. We've got a show for you tonight. Well, Jeff Lagerman always with us. Tony Baselli coming up at 4.30 today. He'll join us on the program for the Steelers-Jaguars preview. Steelers, the last remaining undefeated team in football in the NFL. At least the Jags have dropped eight straight with a one and eight record. Luton's third start. We'll go over a little bit what happened last week and what to expect from the Steelers' defense this week. The Jaguars' defense has a test this week against Big Ben, yes, but the weapons outside as well. And we'll see what the secondary can do. We'll go around the AFC South, the Doug Marone Show. At 5 o'clock today, the head coach will join us from TIAA Bank Field. Jeff Logeman joins us from his home studio now. And Logs, here we go on Steelers Week. What's up? All good, man. All good. It's a beautiful day in paradise and can't wait for the L-tryptophane. What do you what do you call that? The L-tryptophane haze, you know, or the sure, um, yeah, something like that. I mean, that's look. I love Turkey Day. That's my my Thanksgiving is by far my favorite holiday because I like to eat and I like to eat a lot and I like to eat Thanksgiving. Are you a Thanksgiving dinner guy or are you a Thanksgiving lunch guy? Yes, <laughs> both. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's exactly what I am, JP. See, you, you got to have it at lunch so that then you can get, you know, the dinner with it. Mm -hmm. And then also you can have maybe even a little snack late at night or, or an extra dessert late at night. Those, those leftover turkey sandwiches slathered in mayonnaise with, with white bread. Oh, my goodness. Those are the best. Can't, can't mm -hmm. wait for that next. I love no, I can stuff. eat so, Thanksgiving leftovers for a week, and I don't care. I mean, literally, I mean, give, give it all to me. Cornbread casserole, green bean casserole, turkey, ham, uh, greens. I love them all. I mean, I can eat it for what a time, week. What time you all eating next Thursday? I might have to swing by, it sounds like, <laughs> to ah, me. We might be sounds deep in the good. woods. Oh, we dear. We might be deep in the uh, okay. woods where nobody can find us. Good idea these days. We'll get to the game and everything coming up. We've got plenty of preview Steelers, Jaguars. Let's start with the big league news this week and something the Jaguars have already had to deal with earlier this year. The entire league will now go under intensive protocol for COVID-19 the rest of the season. That involves masks on the practice field, uh, virtual meetings if possible or the largest room possible for meetings and, and they're trying to keep players as safe as possible for the stretch run here to try to get all these games in but now logs every team in the league will have to go through this for the final month and a half yeah and it's a pretty intensive undertaking and with the uptick in the COVID numbers the league wants to be ahead of the curve so to speak and I think it's the right decision for the league and also Roger Goodell came out with a statement and made some comments about it and it's going to be difficult because there's a lot of teams that, you know, because they said you can have meetings that are in a very big room, 
that is like an approved situation or it can be outside. Well, look, you can't have meetings outside in Green Bay when the winds are blowing 20 miles an hour or 25 and <laughs> the wind chill is sub-zero. So uh, the Florida team certainly are going to have a little bit of an advantage there of, of doing some of those type of things. But I think it's the right thing. And it's going to be a challenge for the league to be able to get all the remaining games in with the uptick that's happening. I mean, it's like every day now when we, when we are looking at the NFL wire for news, there's something happening almost multiple times in the day when it comes to COVID, whether it's somebody coming off the list, whether it's a positive, whether it's guys going on the list because of contact tracing. But uh, it's certainly much different, JP. Wouldn't you agree than the first month of the season? I mean, I think it's very different. Sure. And, uh, you know, fortunately, at least so far, there have only been those earlier cases with uh, New England and Tennessee that were that caused the big schedule shifts. They haven't had to do much of that now. We're getting to the point where it will be really difficult to do that if there are changes that have to be made because of a game missed or moved or whatever, because all the bye weeks are about to be gone out the window. That'll be a challenge moving ahead. Let's hope we don't have to go down that path. Now, let's get to the Jaguars this week. The injury report just came out today, and three Jaguars did not practice today. James O'Shaughnessy, for the second straight day with a knee issue, did not practice. LaVisca Chenault, the uh, wide receiver with a hamstring issue, did not practice yesterday or today. And then cornerback C.J. Henderson was limited yesterday with a groin issue, but did not practice today. Some other guys came back that had some time down yesterday or limited yesterday. A few other of those kind of guys on the list. A lot of names on the list this week, but a lot of players limited. But those three guys not practicing and against, against a team like Pittsburgh, certainly every week, but certainly against a team like Pittsburgh, you'd love your full assortment of weapons on both sides of the football logs, but it's not a good sign when you have guys out on, on Thursday. No, it's not, and it's not good when they are trending in the wrong direction. You want to see guys that might be not practicing on Wednesday and then maybe limited on Thursday or limited on Thursday and then the full practice on Friday, and uh, you're not seeing that, and that's kind of a concern. O'Shaughnessy is a little bit of a concern also because uh, he was a guy that essentially was getting, if I remember correctly, JP, he was getting almost one day off a week because he's recovering and coming back from the ACL reconstruction. So they were kind of giving him what is sometimes termed a maintenance day. And mm -hmm. for him to miss two consecutive practices back to back, the one pos positive, and I don't know if it's really a positive, is that you've got some, some pretty good depth at that tight end position. Maybe not a guy that can catch a lot of balls like O'Shaughnessy, not that he catches a ton anyway, but uh, I'm a big Ben Ellison fan. I think he's done a very good job. He's the undrafted rookie from North Dakota State who started the season out on the practice squad and eventually was elevated because they exhausted their two elevations, free elevations off the practice squad in the first two weeks, and they brought him up. I think he's a good football player. I think it was a nice find. And I think he's a, a similar type player to O'Shaughnessy, but he obviously doesn't have the polish or the experience that a James O'Shaughnessy has. All right, let's hear from head coach Doug Marone. The Steelers at 9-0, and and considering what the Jaguars did in Green Bay last week, had a fourth-quarter lead, 
probably could have or should have won the game, but they did not. They uh, scared the Packers a little bit, though. Packers won that game. Considering that, Doug Marone expects the Steelers to be locked in. Well, they'll be ready to go, so it's not you're not going to you know catch them or anything like that. Um, you know, it's not a, an issue with weather. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, the weather will be fine. It's not going to be, you know, 98 degrees and, you know, hot as hell, which is, you know, sometimes an advantage when, when you have those teams coming from up north, coming down here. So, um, you know, I just think that, you know, sporadically it's been fortunate that the games have been tight. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we've got a lot of challenges this week in all three phases that we play. He was referencing the all-time series history tied 12-12 to between these two franchises in the regular season. The Jags, of course, have the two playoff victories over the Steelers as well. This is a 9-0 Steelers team, but Logs are not blowing teams out. They're winning. They're moving the ball. They're very effective on offense. But uh, they have played a lot of close games this year. Yeah, and even one of the close games was against the Dallas Cowboys team that was playing like a third-team quarterback. So. Uh, but look, uh, it's the National Football League, and they are undefeated. And I can tell you this, JP, I don't care what the stats say. I don't care what the scores say. This Pittsburgh defense is for real. You turn the film on, they're big, they're strong, they're tough, they're physical, they're fast at certain positions, and they are an absolute nightmare for opposing offense. And the stats back it up, too. They're ranked, I think, number one in 21 different defensive categories. And some of the defensive categories can be a little bit repetitive, like sacks per play and the number of sacks in the league that they're both number one in. But here's just a little sampling. Tackles for losses, quarterbacks hurries, pressures, hits, and sacks. First downs allowed. Opposing quarterback percentage. They are number one in the National Football League. And then also in takeaways, they're number one. And then fourth down efficiency, they're number one as far as the opponent's fourth down efficiency allowed. I mean, that's, that is crazy. And then when they're not number one in a category, they're at least top 10 in every other category, like yards allowed and third down efficiency. So this is a really good team. There is, it's, a, it's a team that's very hard to focus in and say, okay, we have to control this guy and we have to provide extra attention to make sure that he doesn't end up disrupting our offensive game plan. You can't do that. You have T.J. Watt, and you got Bud Dupree, and defensive t- tackle or the left end, Stephon Tuitt, and then Hayward. And then you go back in the back end, you got uh, Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick, who they acquired from the Miami Dolphins in a trade. I mean, this is a really good Pittsburgh Steelers defense, and I didn't even talk about the inside linebackers, which are pretty good too. So this is by far the the toughest challenge for the Jaguars offensively yet this year. And it's going to be a tough day because Pittsburgh can get very creative and they can bring it when they're not being creative. So it's a, it's a day in which Jake Luton had better be on his game and the offensive line had better be on their game because if they're not on their game, it's going to be ugly. Yeah, so... Do you run the ball a little more? Do you just try to balance it out like normal? Do you change what you think is normal for this offense, considering that front seven? Yeah, you have to be able to run the ball. You have to be able to have a high completion percentage as high as you can, even though the Pittsburgh Steelers are number one in opposing quarterback completion percentage as far as how low it is. 
So mm -hmm. it, it's a tough matchup. It's a tough matchup for anybody in the National Football League the way they're playing defense with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But no question, you have to be able to have James Robinson be a factor. Because if he's not a factor, can you imagine the load that Jake Luton's going to have to try to try to carry with his offense? It would be nearly impossible. So, and I'm sure that the Pittsburgh Steelers, when when they talk with their defensive coordinator and Mike Tomlin got in front of their team, he talked extensively about James Robinson and limiting James Robinson and making sure that he's not a factor in this ball game. Because when you listen to a head coach's press conference, you can get a usually pretty good gauge on where he's at as far as game plan wise, when he talks about an opponent and he singles out one player like he did with James Robinson this week. It's a big focus, certainly for the Jaguars offense. He's uh, one of the great running backs in the league this year and should be a candidate for rookie of the year. Some of those quarterbacks though have a little more flash and the way things are going right now might not help his cause there. You know, um, a little more on this offensive well, line. Well, to JT, the, the other miss, thing, too, real quick, yep. uh, you're talking about rookie of the year. There's no question that James Robinson has numbers. And uh, Edwards Hilaire is a very popular guy because he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. And also, by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. And, oh, by the way, they're arguably uh, the best team in the AFC. I don't care if the Pittsburgh Steelers have no losses or not. You could make the argument that Kansas City's better, but uh, there's a lot of lot to overcome, and the thing that's going to be incredibly hard to overcome for James Robinson for getting the Rookie of the Year, first and foremost, is he plays with Jacksonville, and unfortunately, that's a reality. It's a smaller market. It's a football team that hasn't won a game since Week One, and it's hard to get any attention. I don't care how good you are when you're playing on a team like the Jaguars are playing right now. I mean, it's, uh, you know, when you look at all of the, the polls and the rankings and everything, the Jaguars are falling way down the list, and a lot of people in the country don't even pay attention to the Jaguars. A lot of NFL fans right now don't even know who the Jacksonville Jaguars and J James Robinson is just because they're, right. you know, it's a team that's at the bottom of the pack, and that's not a good situation to be in. All right, plenty of show ahead. We'll come back in a moment and get into this Jaguars defense and their matchup this week with Big Ben and the weapons outside for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We are off and running. Tony Buscelli at 4.30, the Doug Marone Show at 5 o'clock, and this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Jaguars fans, game day is back. And this year we've teamed up with Jameson to add another win to your week with official Jaguars and Jameson branded collectible stadium cups. They're only available for a limited time in the Jacksonville metro area. So grab yours today for a smooth Jameson ginger and lime and cheer on the Jags with Jameson. Taste responsibly. Jameson Irish Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. 80 proof. Product of Ireland. Copyright 2020. Imported by John Jameson Import Company. New York, New York. 
DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. In Florida, bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities as everyone else on the road. So when you ride, follow the rules. Always wear a helmet and use lights on your bike. And drivers, watch for cyclists. Give them space to ride. And don't forget when making that right on red, look to your right first to see if a cyclist is approaching in the bike lane. We all have a responsibility to keep ourselves and each other safe. Alert today, alive tomorrow. Because safety doesn't happen by accident. This message brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit. So we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Uh, man, I grew up a Steelers fan. Uh, so I was a Steelers fan before, you know, right, right up to when I became a Jaguar. Uh, so... Uh, I'm excited about this week, and, uh, you know, I finally get to play against the man that I, you know, grew up loving. Uh, so that's definitely a big accomplishment that I can uh, write on my checklist. It's Josh Allen today discussing his former uh, favorite team, Pittsburgh Steelers. He is currently a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course. We'll face the Steelers for the first time uh, coming up this Sunday. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman, Tony Baselli at 4.30, about 11 minutes away. And then 5 o'clock, the Doug Marone Show today. You know, you can always talk about, hey, you need to get pressure, pass rush, all this. Well, uh, good luck with this offense in Pittsburgh because Ben Roethlisberger has the quickest release in the league this year on average. 2.31 seconds time to throw, according to Next Gen Stats logs. He's getting it out quick, and he has playmakers that can make plays after the catch on the outside. Well, he definitely has a full arsenal of weapons. James Conner is a good back, even though he hasn't gotten 
a lot of uh, totes with the Rock in the last couple games. But Eric Ebron, we know very well from the Indianapolis Colts. Vance McDonald's another good tight end, even though he's on their COVID list. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is a, a dynamite wide receiver, tough, physical. Deontay Johnson is a guy, or Johnson had a second-year receiver out of Toledo last week, had over 100 yards receiving. He's a good football player, young player. And then Chase Claypool, who was their first pick in the draft this past spring in the second round out of Notre Dame. I mean, you want to talk about a big dude now. Uh, 6'4", 238, 40 pounds. He can play inside. He can play outside. He is leading all rookies in scoring with nine touchdowns, two of them rushing, seven of them receiving. So, yeah, ben, Big Ben's got some weapons now and some serious weapons. And I think an amazing accomplishment with Ben Roethlisberger in the last couple of weeks, this year is his 17th consecutive non-losing season. I mean, think about that. 17th wow. consecutive non-losing season. I mean, that, that's unreal. And it just goes, and it's not just about Ben Roethlisberger, but it's also about an organization that has been one of the best in the National Football League for many years and certainly one of the best in the, in the free agency era. The, them and the New England Patriots are always right at the top and one of the most respected franchises, I think, around the league, and for good reason, because the Pittsburgh Steelers have always seen to have done things the right way, model of consistency and winning. And you can even go back, you, you mentioned the free agency era, but way back before that, obviously they, were, they struggled in the 60s there, and then from 72 they started winning. From 72 to right now, Logs, that's 49 seasons. They've only had seven seasons with a record below 500. That's, that's really remarkable. With, and they've had, what, three head coaches in that time. That's part of it, consistency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chuck Knoll and obviously Bill Cower, who now is on CBS pregame, and, and Mike Tomlin, who just passed uh, Tony Dungy on the all-time win list. I mean, it's been an amazing run for the organization. And a lot of people would say, oh, well, they're just lucky. Well, no. I mean, they, they have made great decisions. And they have made very methodical decisions. They've picked the right leadership in the organization. And that makes a big difference. And I have a lot of respect for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, JP, when I grew up, the Pittsburgh Steelers were in their heyday, the Steel Curtain heyday. I was a huge, huge Jack Lambert fan. I wasn't a giant Steelers fan but I was more of a fan of the players. And obviously when they're winning as much as they were back in the 70s growing up as a kid, it was hard not to pay attention to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, I kind of grew up in Redskins country and the Redskins had a few teams that were pretty good. And my dad was a big Redskins fan. But as a kid growing up, it was for me, man, Jack Lambert, tough as nails, wanted to be like him, wanted to hit people like him. Uh, that was my guy growing up. Let's touch a little more on this Steelers offense. We talked about the weapons outside. They do have running back James Conner, who has been effective when he's touched the ball this year. He had three 100-yard games in the first six games of the season. Since then, they've tailed off a bit. Last three times out there, 47 yards, 22 yards, 36 yards for him. He's still running at a 4.2-yard average. 
556 yards for the year, five touchdowns, and uh, they just haven't run the ball a lot lately, the last three weeks especially, Logs. They really haven't had to, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go back and you look at them as a team in the last three games. They've combined the combined rushing yards in those three games, 138 yards. That's not wow. much. That's not much at all. And Mike Tomlin talked this week about how there's going to be a concerted effort and that they need to get back to the focus and the intensity in their running game. And so I expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to roll up in here and try to have a heavy dose of James Conner, but at the same token also to have some balance because you've got uh, one of the most experienced, better quarterbacks in the National Football League in Roethlisberger, and he's playing at a very high level. I think he's ranked like ninth in the National Football League this year. But uh, when you watch him on film, he's real calm, real calm very sure of himself, and 17 years in the league, I'm sure will do that. I mean, because after 17 years, you probably have seen just about everything a defense can throw at you. And when you're surrounded with a lot of talent, as a quarterback, you don't feel the pressure that you probably need to be the guy all the time. Just, just get the ball in the hands of the people that can make some things happen. And he's got some people that can make it happen. I should have asked you this earlier. We were talking about those those guys on the outside, but the matchup defensively for the Jaguars secondary. How do you approach it this week with so many weapons out there? Uh, that's a great question, and I don't really know the answer to that because I don't know who's going to be available. You know, with C.J. Henderson being on the injury report, did not practice today. Oh, actually, we, we just get breaking news here, Logs. i got to jump in here. We just got word from the PR department. The uh, Jags have placed C.J. Henderson on injured reserve just now. So uh, oh just now came down a moment ago. So he will not be available this week. C.J. Henderson officially on injured reserve for the Jacksonville Jaguars with a groin injury, Logs. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, here's the deal. <laughs> Uh, you've got with C.J. Henderson out my guess is is that you're going to play some type of combination of obviously opposite of Sidney Jones of Chris Claybrooks and Trey Herndon but you're going to have to go to one of the rookies that you have next unless you elevate somebody from the practice squad and, and the two rookies that are remaining are Luke Barku who was only active for one game, I believe, and he didn't even play in that game. And then Scott, who was a fourth-round pick out of Michigan State, hasn't hardly even been active on the field at all. You know, so that's a tough, that's a tough situation to be in because the Pittsburgh Steelers have three legitimate wide receivers that can play football now. I mean, I'm talking three legitimate wide receivers, and it's going to be a challenge for this Jaguars defense. So, uh, well, that's a shame with C.J. Henderson. I thought he played well this past game. He's been very inconsistent, though, I think. Very up and down in his performance. You know, go back to the opening week, he was, wow. I was like, holy right. cow. The Jaguars right. hit a home run with this guy, and then he disappeared for a week. And then he had a good game. We thought he had a good game, what, against the Texans. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, this past game, uh, he did a pretty good job with the calls fumble, uh, made a couple physical plays. But, you know, the one thing he's not doing much of is contesting balls. He was a little bit more competitive this past game. But, uh, yeah, that's, it, it hurts. I mean, because now you're, you're starting to go, obviously, when you go back into the depth, you're not 
nearly as good as what you are when you lose a starter, and CJ's a starter. Yeah, he'd been battling some like a shoulder issue at one point, and now obviously the groin issue. Yeah, will, but this will put is different now. Reserve. I mean, yeah, the shoulder's yeah. been going on all year long. He's That's had right. this uh, essentially. It's a to give you an idea, when a player has a hurt shoulder, you, you try to keep the shoulder from being out of and away from the body much. And so CJ, with the shoulder problem that he had, he was wearing a device that it goes around the chest of the player, and then you have a cuff that goes around the upper arm, and then there is some kind of attachment. Back in the day, it used to be strings that went from the arm cuff to the body part, and then nowadays they have a a, more of an elastic type of device that attaches to the cuff around the upper arm to, to, to help keep it stronger into the body. And CJ had been wearing that, but this is completely different. This is, has nothing to do with the shoulder uh, growing. And, and JP, I don't remember him coming out of the Green Bay Packers game. Do you? I don't. I, I really don't. I think he played all the way through. I'll double check the snap count, but I don't remember him missing, to be honest with you. So, yeah, that's kind uh, of an unfortunate situation. Uh, let me check real quick. Well, he must have heard of practice, I guess. I, I don't know. Let's see. The last week on defense, C.J. Henderson played 98% of the snaps, 64 of 65. He missed one play. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell you what it was, he... but he missed one play. <laughs> right. Did, did he uh, hurt did he come practice out and come back week, in? Or... I don't yeah. know. Who knows? But either way, injured reserve just announced moments ago by the Jaguars for cornerback C.J. Henderson and a tough matchup. Just got even tougher this week. Let's come back in a moment. Uh, Tony Baselli scheduled to join us. He'll uh, jump in the conversation with us. And then the Doug Marone Show at 5 o'clock today. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. If something's been hurting, aching, or bothering you, don't ignore it any longer. It's time to take care of your health again. It's time to make an appointment with a Baptist Health primary care doctor or specialist. Call 904-202-4U to schedule a virtual visit or see a doctor in person at a Baptist Health location. The time for better health is here. Call 904-202-4U or visit GetBetterJax.com. 
DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to Change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Oi. Bonjour. Xin chào. Dobry deň. Kif finansát kon. Como te podemos ayudar? If you have an accident, the last thing you should have to worry about is a language barrier. That's why at Fair and Farah, we have a team as diverse as our clients. So no matter what language you speak, we'll fight for your voice. Farah and Farah, here for you. Nechna hon lalkil. Ici, pour vous. Aquí, para todos. Here for all. Jacksonville. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. We're at the step up. We've got to raise our game to a level that we uh, haven't seen yet. So I think the, the, the opportunity is there for us. You know, when we're playing an elite team like Pittsburgh, uh, they're not undefeated um, just because of their defense. They're playing with great team effort. Um, they, they're physical. They can run. Uh, they pursue the football. But most of all, they're really sound in what they do. Um, they, they protect the edges very well with those outside linebackers. Their line, inside linebackers can run. Their inside defense alignment are big and strong. Uh, Hayward's one of the best in the business at his position. Um, safety, uh, Minka's doing a heck of a job of just being a ball hawk. And obviously their corners are holding up very well. So really not a lot of weaknesses there. They're sound, they're tough, they're strong, and they uh, run to the ball. Jay Gruden, offensive coordinator, discussing the Steelers defense, the Jags and the Steelers coming up Sunday, 1 o'clock. The game presented by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman and Tony Baselli joins us now on the program. Just got news a moment ago, Tony, that C.J. Henderson has been placed on injured reserve with a groin injury. So the matchup this week for the Jags secondary was tough anyway. It just becomes a little bit tougher there, Tony. Yeah, I had heard that, that there was uh, issues possibly um, with him uh, coming out of practice yesterday. So uh, not great news, obviously. You need all the bodies you can get. Um, you know, they did activate, and I'm sure you guys talked about, DJ Hayden off the IR, but they have 21 days to bring him back up. My guess is he's probably not in shape. and probably not ready to roll out there uh, day one or week one against the Steelers. So it was going to be a tough matchup no matter what, because they can spread you out with all those receivers. 
Um, Claypool is a really good rookie. You got Smith Schuster, you know, you know, just go down the list of guys they have. And then in the backfield, you know, uh, James Conner. And probably the one who's orchestrating the whole thing is Ben Roethlisberger. He's playing at the highest, maybe the highest level of his career. If you look at the numbers in production and uh, is a bona fide MVP candidate. So this was not going to be easy. And, uh, and I think the biggest thing, guys, and love to hear Jeff's perspective on this. I'm sure he's talked about it. After the performance they gave against Green Bay, where Green Bay was probably sleepwalking a little bit, I promise you Mike Tomlin is putting up that score and that tape and, and reminding them what can happen. And, by the way, also reminding them how they almost lost to Dallas, who's not a very good football team. Um, and so I highly doubt they're coming in here um, not ready to play. Yeah, it's not going to be a trap game for the Pittsburgh Steelers by no means, and Mike Tomlin talked about that. And here all, if you look at the roster of the Pittsburgh Steelers, many of these guys remember what the Jaguars did to them just a couple of years ago and essentially took them out. And so I'm sure those guys are remembering that and uh, can't wait for this opportunity for maybe even a little bit of payback from a few years back for this Jaguars football team. One o'clock kickoff time this Sunday. Next test for Jake Luton, and what a test it is, Tony, against the Steelers' defense. You mentioned the offense and all the weapons and their production, but, boy, these guys can get after you, too, certainly up front. Well, and if you look at last week, um, I thought the tackles struggled a little bit, especially in the second half against Preston Smith and Zedaria Smith. It really got squeezed. It was highlighted at the end of the game, but if you watch the tape, um, the pocket started breaking down much earlier earlier than just that last drive. Um, and if you thought that was a tough matchup, this is tougher. T.J. Watts, one of the best edge rushers in all of football, but Dupree's in a, another contract here. He was franchised. Um, and they and the difference is also this, in, which is major, they have Cam Hayward pushing from the inside. And so it's a really good unit. It's one of, why they're one of the best sack, uh, one of the best sack totals in the NFL. And I, I think it's a great opportunity, to be honest with you, for these tackles. Because if you're Cam Robinson and you want to prove that you're a franchise left tackle and that you deserve to get paid in the upper teens, low 20s, like a David Bakhtarari just got, <clears throat> these are the games that you have to dominate. So you have to come out and say, hey, um, Jay Gruden, slide away from me. I got this guy. I can lock him down the whole game. And if, you, if you're Juwan Taylor and you want to be a guy who's respected as a premier right tackle, you have to be able to match up with T.J. Watt. Because the greatest compliment a coaching staff can give you as an offensive lineman, and I'll just speak as a tackle, is when they say, um, we're not going to game plan. We're just going to block. You're going to block that guy. And I, I have told this story many a time. Jeff was there on the team in 96 when Kevin Gilbride basically had no game plan for Bruce Smith and the only comment he made was, you know, five minutes to go in the uh, meeting the night before saying, hey, uh, Natron and James, on your way out to the routes, uh, take a peek. And if you, if you can get a chip, great. Um, and that's the greatest compliment as a left tackle you can get. When you know it's a premier matchup and they say, we have confidence in you. And if these guys, these young tackles, and especially Cam, who's in a contract here, wants to be considered that, this is the game you have to go dominate. You have to go shut the guy down and say, I'm going to erase Bud Dupree from the statute. All right, well, I'm going to be the realist here. You're being <laughs> very kind when you said that they didn't play very well. 
at the end of the stretch of the Green Bay game. In fact, that's one of the reasons why the Jaguars didn't have an opportunity to win it is because of the protection of the tackles down the stretch. It was, it was poor. And it's but been Jeff, poor Jeff, I was, earlier Jeff, in this year. Let me jump in real quick. I was actually saying not just down the stretch. What you're saying, I agree 100%. I thought it broke down much earlier than that. If you watch it, it was starting to get squeezed even late in the first half. Going into the second half, they were getting the edges were getting soft. That's my point. I agree with you 100%. And I think it's disappointing and here for two reasons. One, the Smith brothers, even though they're not brothers, one of them was pretty good, and that was Zedaria. And Preston was not playing that well. But then, you know, the right tackle, Juwan, ends up giving up a couple pressures to Rashawn Gary, who, who for some reason, Tony, Juwan sets him soft when Rashawn Gary is not a speed guy. Like, go get him. You know, attack them. Go, go to them with power. And I think this week, T.J. Watt is a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate in the National Football League. And it's hard to argue that he's not. He's right up there with Aaron Donald. And uh, I would probably, who's the other guy that's up there at the top, sacks-wise, uh, uh, the guy in Cleveland? Miles uh, Garrett. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. I mean, those three guys are the are three best defenders playing in the league this year, and, and T.J. Watt has, you know, the tackles for losses, the pressures, and the quarterback hits that are better than Miles Garrett and obviously uh, the guy in, in L.A., which is an absolute beast, and I think he's still deserving of it because he gets doubled and tripled teams all the time. But, uh, I, you know, look, Tony, I, I, I would love to see Cam Robinson to be able to step up and go, I can block that guy, just let me take him one-on-one. But have we ever seen him do that to far less, less, more inferior players? No. Jawan Taylor, have we ever seen him shut anybody out? Uh, we've seen him play really well at times. But to me, those two guys have got to pick it up. You have a legitimate opportunity to win the game in Green Bay, and all you have to do is protect the quarterback. Protect the quarterback. Give him a chance. And he's a young quarterback. So that ought to give you even more motivation to to, to block your guy to give him more time. And it was a disappointing performance. And at the end of that game, Cam Robinson had the shoulder. I don't know if it's going to bother him this week, but that's a concern because he's going against Bud Dupree, who's a very strong physical guy. And Cameron Hayward, by the way, big and strong and physical. And he's going to line up right on top of Cam Robinson at times. Stephon Tuitt, we've seen that where Jawan Taylor has gotten in trouble has been, been when he's been pushed back into the, into the pocket been into the uh, lap of the quarterback. And Stefan Tuitt might be stronger than Cam Hayward. And T.J. Watt is a heck of a pass rusher, and he will bring a physical aspect as well. So this is a tough matchup this week. You know, and we hope that the tackles can step up, but they haven't shown any sign of it yet. Jeff, I guess my I, I agree with you. Your assessment is dead on. I mean, it's it's accurate. My point is, if you, it's almost a challenge to those two guys. Because if you want to be considered an elite player and you want to be paid as an elite player, that these are the games you have to do it. It's not against the run-of-the-mill guy. Anyone can go out there and block those guys. I mean, it's against the premier. It's the big matchups. And I think it's a mindset. And I think one of the things that was, uh, I guess, disappointing is the best way to say it, in that Green Bay game, they were, they were losing based on their sets and how they I – mean, at the snap, they had lost. 
if you ask me, based on the technique and the, and the way they were setting those individuals, to your point. Very vertical, very soft, opening up the gate really soon and giving, by the way, none of those guys, Darius Smith, Preston Smith, and Rashawn Gary, none of them are speed rushers. If you watch them rush, no, no. they rush to the man. They're not going on the edge. They're not trying to run the, 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 long, the, the long loop. And so you have to set flatter and you have to expand the pocket. Now, this is a different game, especially with TJ. TJ Watt can beat you with speed and power, but you better get vertical and width at the same time. Otherwise, you're going to be end up in the in the in the lap of um, the quarterback. So to me, it was disappointing from the standpoint. I don't think they gave themselves much of a chance based on technique. But if you want to be different and you want to be separate yourself, boy, this is a great opportunity. And that's what I hope they're preaching to them. Here's an opportunity for you to establish yourself as a elite player going against another elite player, and that's how you that's how you distinguish yourself in this in the, in the NFL. Cam Robinson, by the way, on the injury report, as you mentioned, logs with the shoulder issue, limited yesterday, but practiced full today. That's a good sign moving ahead for the Jaguars' left tackle. Let's come back in a moment. We'll uh, get into special teams. Pretty good day last Sunday for the special teams units and plenty more ahead. The Doug Marone Show coming up at 5 o'clock, and this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com at Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, namaste now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Superior Fence and Rail knows about commercial fence services. From automatic gates to security fence and railing, Superior Fence and Rail's professional team delivers with great communication, trained installers, and quality products. Trust your next commercial project with a top-rated fence company in Jacksonville. Get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail for your commercial project today. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com the wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. 
Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. It's 32 teams. I've been on this one team for three and three-fourths of a year. And like I said, it ain't been the greatest thing, but it's football, and that's what we're here for. We're here to play football. Uh, we're obviously here to get paid. And like I said, like, like he asked about the money. Like, I can't I can't give you the money. I can't really hope for it to come, honestly. I'm just, I just got to do my part and, and just just let everything play its role. But uh, when it comes to being a Jacksonville, I don't, I'm not a really a party guy or anything, and apparently Jacksonville doesn't have that. So uh, I feel very good here. I like the warm weather. Hate the cold. Shout out to Green Bay. And um, yeah, I like the warm weather. I like being here. I like being a Jaguar. I'd rather be a Jaguar than a Falcon or like a bird or something. You know and Cole, earlier this week, Jaguar's happy hour continues. He was asked, it is a contract year for him, so he was asked, about his uh, thoughts of the upcoming offseason. And uh, Tony Baselli, Jeff Lagerman, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday. He made an impact on last week's game, certainly. On the offensive side, he had a touchdown catch, but that 91-yard punt return was a huge, huge piece of the, the Jags being in that football game last week. And Cole stepped out and played pretty well this year, Tony. Yeah, for the most part, he has. I mean, it's an interesting career he's had. I mean, the outstanding rookie year in 2017 and, you know, in the fast start to 2018 with the one-handed catch. And then, he, like, he literally disappeared for, like, you know, like a year and a half. Like, uh, where's Keelan Cole? Like, do I, where I think some of us thought he might get cut last year. Um, and he's come and he's come out this year and played great. I mean, he is a bona fide, real deal third receiver. Um and obviously he can make an impact on special teams as well. So um, I think he's doing uh, pretty nice things for his uh, future earning power. I mean, I don't think he's ever going to get paid big, big bucks, but he's going to pay, get paid well um, because of um, he's a playmaker. He has speed. He's not a physical player by any means, um, but he, you know, he's a nice piece to the puzzle and uh, definitely a player that you can win with. Yeah, he did a, did a really good job in the game. And in, I, what I like about him, is that he's got some versatility and he's always willing to do whatever the coaches ask him to do, whether it's play a gunner's role, whether it's to block, uh, whether it's to return kicks in any fashion, and he's got courage when he does it. And I'd like to say that he had an amazing punt return. It was because it was 91 yards and it's a career long and it's a record for the Jaguars. 
but he had a he had a lot of really good blocking. In fact, uh, it's a play that I took into the football lab for Jags Wired last night. And JP, we're actually gonna put it on tonight's show, Jaguars All Access as well. So Tony, you can tune into it as well, and learn a little something about special teams because you never played special teams ever in your career. What do you mean? And I was on field goal protection. <laughs> that was the only thing you ever did. I don't know if I'd call that special teams, but it was a it was a great job up front because there were four guys on the punt return team that ended up wiping out three of the guys in coverage, and it was the center, the right guard, and then the right tackle. They didn't even get down the field, so you had this huge gap for Keelan to find. And then, you know, when you get people on different levels, it makes it a lot easier to make cuts. And then he had to make the punter miss and he made him look silly in the process. So it was a great job. And the the play that I was very impressed with was the touchdown catch because he thought he was going to get absolutely blown up and he still held on to the ball. And you could see that he was kind of crunching a little bit, bracing almost for impact. And a lot of guys in that situation, this is the reality. And Tony, you know it. We've been around a lot of guys and they're in that situation. They ain't holding on to that ball. And Keelan held on to that ball and scored a touchdown. And, and then he, here's the other thing. Game is on the line at the end of the game. It's first and 10, a little over two minutes to go. And they run a, a little pick play on the right side. So Eifert runs vertical. Keelan runs a quick slant behind him. And it was essentially designed to be a rub route. And so Keelan's guy got lost in the rub in traffic with Tyler Eifert and then also the guy that was covering him. And Keelan Cole is wide open. And Tony, the protection failed. AJ yeah, Kahn and Juwan Taylor he goes, both he got takes bull it to the rushed. House. And, oh, it's, it's a house call. It is. Right? It's a touchdown. <laughs> it's a house call play if you get the protection. Oof. That's frustrating. That one's frustrating. Right yeah, there, I mean, sure. I mean uh, but ja yeah. Jaguars are, are on top. If they, if, if they just get the protection right there, Jake Luton sees it, and he, and he throws it. Now, maybe he also could have done a better job of maybe sliding and finding the opening in the pocket, but nonetheless, the right side of the offensive line has to be better than that because th this is a quick slam. And, Tony, I mean, they're getting they're into, the, into the lap of the quarterback on a quick slam. I just that shouldn't happen, not on a quick slant. No, you're right, Jeff. How I mean, nice is it this? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. How nice is it this week, guys, to uh, not have to discuss um, the issues in the kicking game? <laughs> McLaughlin was good last week, and uh, that's what you want. You want good. You don't want to have to worry about changing kickers all the time anymore. Hopefully, that's the case for a little while. Yeah, you wonder. You wonder why they didn't go get him immediately. When Lambo got hurt, he was on the practice squad. Of, I can't remember what team. So he was out. Like Minnesota. Um, yeah, what took him so long to get to this guy? Because he's a good kicker. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's a great. It's a great question. The, uh, I mean, the first. I mean, here's the crazy part. With with the COVID restrictions that they have, they sign him off of the practice squad of the Minnesota Vikings. So they sign him on. I guess it was a Monday. So he travels to Jacksonville. Now he has to sit and self-quarantine for five days. So he quarantines for <coughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 
And then Saturday, now he's allowed to actually be in the building. He's allowed to meet his teammates. He's allowed to meet his new team, his new coaches. And so, and also, by the way, his snapper and his holder. And so can you imagine you walk into this building that you've never been to and you're meeting people for the first time and you're getting ready to load up and get on a plane to go to Green Bay to, oh, by the way, kicking 20, 20, 25 mile an hour sustained winds with Gus over 40. And the first drive of the game, the Jaguars send you out there to kick a 52 yarder in this weather. <laughs> I mean, and it's a career long for you. And what do you do? You drill it. I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, so a great job by Chase McLaughlin. He ends up going two for two on field goals. And you have the punt return for a touchdown. You end up having three punts that were downed inside the 10. And uh, you know, obviously a very good job in coverage and a very good job by your punter in the conditions. And so out of the last couple of weeks, you've gotten some big special teams plays. And it's unfortunate because typically when you score on special teams, the percentages of winning the game are extremely high. And you scored against the Chargers where you had the block punt. Uh, Daniel Thomas had the block punt recovered fumble and then took it in for a touchdown. And then you have the punt return for a touchdown with Keelan Cole and you end up losing both games, which is it's a statistical, I don't want to say an anomaly, but uh, it certainly is not where the stats say it should be as far as the wins and losses. Well, Jeff, if you add to that the winning the turnover battle, I, I believe it is a statistical anomaly. <laughs> I mean, Scoring on teams yes. and winning the turnover battle. Um, usually you win those games. All right. Final thoughts here, guys. Tony, what is your feel for this game Sunday? Steelers 9-0, and Jaguars 1-8. and Matchup 1 o'clock Sunday at TIA Bank Field. What's your gut telling you, Tony? Uh, my gut is saying um, I'll go back to Rocky Three when Clubber Lang said pain. Um, and I'm hoping that it uh, ends up being the rematch of Clubber Lang and Rocky Balboa where Rocky came back and had the big upset. So I'm hoping for the upset. I'm, you know, it's a, it's a tough matchup. They're a very good team. They can rush the passer. Um, they're good against the run. So I think it's going to be hard to get James Robinson going. I think they'll stack the box and say, make Jake Luton beat, beat them and trust their pass rush. Um, and then offensively, they can spread us out. And down C.J. Henderson, that doesn't help. So. Doesn't look great, but, you know, hey, I said it last week. Any given Sunday, things can happen. Turnovers happen. You got to score on special teams. You got to do something crazy, maybe score on defense. Uh, we've picked off Ben a bunch um, during his career in games. So uh, you just got to have the ball bounce your way. And uh, I'll, I'll kind of I'll end where we started the conversation with me and Jeff. I put it on the offensive line. And I'm going to specifically put it on the offensive tackles. You want to win this game, those two guys have to play well. Yeah, they got, they got to play real well. Got to play real well. JP, this is even a bigger challenge than Green Bay, uh, even though you're at home. But the uh, Steelers score a ton of points, and they got a great defense. This is a tough one. We'll see what the Jaguars can get done this week. Week 11, trying to snap the skid at home with the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into town. Uh, Tony, we will talk to you on Sunday in the Publix Tailgate Show. Jay, looking forward. I can't wait. And uh, please give Doug my best and tell him I said hello. Well, I'm sure he's listening right now. So consider the, the message received. Uh, we'll hear from Tony again coming up this Sunday on the Publix Tailgate Show. Coming up next, the Doug Marone Show. We'll hear from the head coach 
and get his thoughts on the matchup this week for the Jaguars and how the week of preparation has gone. Again, the uh, breaking news coming during the show tonight, C.J. Henderson on injured reserve, first-round draft pick cornerback, is not available now this week and moving ahead. So uh, big questions in the secondary for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll discuss that coming up as well. For Jeff, Logan, Jeff Logeman and our entire crew, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening and for watching Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.